Today we get to hear the word from our friend Vimala. Let's give it up for Vimala. Yeah, there you go. Uh, many of you know her. She's been a, a part of this church for several years now. And uh, you know her place not only in this church family, but in this community and the role that she plays in our greater community and across the state and beyond that. Uh, Vimala started a restaurant called Vimala's Curry Blossom Cafe, which is the best Indian restaurant in all of Chapel Hill. Yes, amen on that. And uh, we've, it's, been, it's been great to be able to partner with her in so many different ways. Uh, just last week, you guys saw a glimpse of that with the Thanksgiving meal that she hosted there um, that was for uh, not just for us, but for our whole community. And specifically, the honored guests were um, local refugee families um, who have come here fleeing um, violence and oppression in their home countries. And so um, she's done that multiple times, and it's just a beautiful picture of her heart and um, God's heart at work through her in this community. So we're really honored to have her share uh, this morning. So I challenge you to open up your hearts and minds and be prepared to be challenged. I'm going to pray for Vimala and then hand, hand it over to her. Jesus, thank you so much for this friend and for your friend. And um, thank you for the way that her relationship with you has so transformed her that your love overflows out of her and, um, and flows throughout this community. And so we pray today that you would give her strength as she shares your word, that she would simply open herself up and be herself, um, be who you have created her to be. And we just pray for your word to be spoken clearly through her and that you would be glorified through what she has to say today. So in your name we pray. Amen. A friend walks you up prays for you and leaves you here, you're still feeling alone. God is with me. As Matt said earlier during the child dedication, I stand before you in the presence of God, a God you can trust, a God we can trust. I have trusted this God throughout my life, which is almost 60 years. Not one day did I think he is not trustworthy. As we get into the word of God today, I really want to talk to you about the context in which this was written is in the Middle Eastern context. I'm from a different culture politically and culturally. I was born and raised in India. Growing up as a Christian child, I saw how Jesus was perceived by other people, and how all the religions that offered so much flavor and color and sounds was very exciting as a seven-year-old child getting ready for her first Holy Communion in a Catholic church. I was somewhat jealous of all the foods that the Hindus had because they had these handmade gods and handmade foods we didn't have that much exciting. I was even told at home that Easter was more important than Christmas. How could that even be? Yes. 
his resurrection, his personhood, his words, everything that Jesus represents has not yet been questioned or doubted. Because as C.S. Lewis said, he could either be a madman or he could be who he says he is. So who he says he is, the way, the truth, and the life. So I can tell you, no one on earth has ever claimed all of that. People like Buddha have claimed to be enlightened, but he, Buddha didn't say he was the light of the world. So if you took any claim that Jesus made, it has not been disputed. And if all that didn't matter, that he said in his lifetime on earth, those three years of ministry, he came back to life. And we have eyewitnesses who wrote about him. So before we unpack, as Matt would say, what the word of God says today from the book of John, chapter 15, eight to, 9 to 17, because what chapter 15, 1 to 8 did for us, and my husband rushes my witness, we were told to abide in him. And we came here last Sunday morning not knowing how we were going to feed an undetermined number of people. We had just gotten off a plane from India, still jet lagged, but God in his faithfulness told us we can trust him for a fish and loaves miracle. At about 5 a.m. I was texting a couple people, Pastor Matt among them, a friend who received a text from me asking that we pray for a fish and loaves miracle said her devotion that morning, shortly after she prayed for us, was about the fish and loaves miracle. A God who is so close, closer than our next breath, is here with us today. We are living in truly perilous times. Could I ever say that my firstborn, my only child, I have three children, but let me just focus on my firstborn, who is 38 years old, that I have sacrificed her on the cross for anybody. I came very close to it yesterday, actually Friday. Friday morning, we went over to a house to pick up her baby. The child, some of you know, as baby Azadi, who comes to Love Chapel Hill, to pick her up for the day. But my daughter Manju got a phone call that ICE officials, which I believe stands for Immigration and Citizenship Enforcement, officials had picked up a man deceitfully. They told him, come here for your bio something, fingerprinting. And the people standing in front of him in line and behind him were all ICE officials. They grabbed him, tackled him, and his son just put his hand out and said, please don't take my papa away, but he was taken away. His name is Samuel. He was under sanctuary at City Well Church in Durham for 11 months. So the outcome of the, that day was we spent the entire day at the detention center in Wake County. I had never been to Krispy Kreme before. <laughs> See, good comes out of catastrophic situations like this. So we went and bought some dozen donuts and gallons of coffee to take to the supporters, not the ones who were arrested. 
So my daughter was one of the last people to be arrested. She was singing a song from the words of Psalm 1 that we will stand up like the righteous man who stands up for justice and doesn't sit in the other seat like a tree planted by the river. And, he, and she was taken away. Oh, she's an expert activist, I have to tell you. So well, as a side. So she made her body go limp. So if you search yesterday's event, you will see her face to the ground being dragged by men who are three times her size. She has bruises all over her body. No, none, none of this. Let me not go on. None of that compares to what Jesus went on the cross for us. And if he just died and went away like any of those God men from India and didn't come back to life, our faith would be pointless. So let's go back to what he said and, what, and how that makes sense for us today. But on this Krispy Kreme donut box is a note here from a pastor. His name is Edgar Vergara. He says, you encounter Jesus the one you follow who came as a migrant, he was one of the least of these, homeless, poor, and God migrated from heaven in the form of a poor child, and he is now in his majesty, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Thank God we are living today and can worship him. Speaking of worship, it is such an honor to be here sharing on, a, on this Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving is a form of worship. Thanksgiving, the holiday, is the only holiday named after a form of worship. It is pretty amazing. So not to mention the fact 24 years ago in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, My middle daughter and I, who she is now 35, took running from the house where there was no food on Thanksgiving. Neighbors saw us being chased by a man who had kept us in imprisonment. It was a combination of trafficking and prison life in Chapel Hill not allowed to worship God, even secretly. We took running, and the neighbors called the police, and we ran off to safety on Thanksgiving Day. So this means a lot to me to stand here and say, the spirit of the living God is in me, and he promises that where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. So the liberty of a man to live his life where his wife and American-born son, who is 19, live with him, was stripped away yesterday. So Samuel Oliver was picked up when he went in trusting that the process of his appeal to continue to live here would be heard. He is now in custody. However, Last Sunday, we had another honored guest, Congressman David Price, who just got reelected. He has been in Congress for 27 plus years. He made a statement to a room full of people 
all of us the least of these in this community. What he said was he will try his absolute best to prevent families being split up and immigrants being hurt like it is happening. I have to pause here and say, this is not a political statement advocating for any and all to come here all the time. If you do not believe that those who are already here and have American families and if they need to be split up because our immigration policy is not refined and reformed yet, pray about it. That's all I can say. He's in custody, but Congressman David Price and elected official G.K. Butterfield have declared that they will go to bat for this man. And this is something, so here is our commission to pray for our elected officials, no matter which side of the politics they stand. So coming up here, I have worried about things like, will my glasses work? Will my hair be okay? But, oh God, thank you, Jesus. He says in verse 9 of chapter 15, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so my joy may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you my friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I choose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. I know what it is to be not chosen. After the fact, because this happened when I was seven years old, it may seem like it's, it's a small thing, but it has stuck with me. For weeks together, I was in a play rehearsing, Midsummer's Night's Dream. I was in third grade, and I was going to be a fairy, pea blossom. And we had dress rehearsal, and the principal and the supervisor principal was a Catholic priest, and the supervisor, Mr. Stephen Pereira, they both came to see the dress rehearsal that late into the preparation to be a star in a play. I was cut from the play. I didn't know what I had done. I didn't have a speaking part or anything like that. I just so wanted to be a fairy and wear those wings. I was, and I later heard the whispers. My teacher was heart heartbroken because she liked me and she wanted me to be in the play. I was cut because my skin was too dark to be on stage in India. 
it is so comforting to know that we are already chosen. <laughs> chosen by he who laid his life down to make that choice a matter that is definite, sealed forever. Yesterday, my daughter asked me just before her arrest if I would pray. And I said, I am praying. She said, no, out loud, Mom. <laughs> just what I needed in Morrisville in a parking lot. My prayer was, God of mercy and compassion. Pour out your grace on this nation that is one nation under God. That, O oh God, in your presence there is justice and liberty. We know the God we serve, who is here with us as his Holy Spirit, will come again to judge the living and the dead. We don't want to be caught. Not following his command that he has said in his own words, follow my command to love each other. Thank you, God, for this day. Let's thank Vimala for sharing with us today. Thank you, friend. One of the things that Vimala is most known for in this community is her table. And as many of you know, they have a, a culture at her restaurant. Um, and what they say repeatedly there is Vimala cooks, everybody eats. So they have a culture that says, um, if you can afford to pay full price, then please do. Uh, if you cannot afford to pay, pay full price, then pay what you can. If you can't afford to pay anything, then you are a guest at her table. Today we seal this time together at the table. And this is one of the many ways in which the heart of Jesus is reflected through our friend here. Jesus, on his last night with his disciples, was with them around the table. And just like he had done many times before, he took things that were very familiar to them, things that were a part of their everyday lives, and he infused them with new meaning. As they were sharing in this traditional meal, remembering how God had set his people free out of slavery in Egypt, as they were walking through that story together, through the process of a meal, Jesus took those familiar elements and let them know that he had come to set them free from slavery. That he was the Passover lamb that they had read about so many times before, that it was his blood that was going to be shed to bring forgiveness for sin and freedom from slavery to sin into the world. So he took the bread that was on the table and he broke it. He said, this is 
This bread is my body broken for you. And then he took the cup that was on the table. And he said, this cup represents the blood of the new covenant, my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sin and for the salvation of the world. Every time you share in this meal, remember what I have done for you. Today, we're going to remember that. We're going to celebrate that. And we're going to enter into that. We're going to receive what Jesus Christ has done for us and enact that together by sharing in this meal. We've just come off of a week that centers around, in so many ways, the table. I don't know what table you were sitting at this week. I don't know if you were sitting at a table where reconciliation needed to happen, but you feel like it's never going to happen. Maybe you were sitting alone and longing to be invited to a table. What you all need to hear today is that at the table of the Lord, reconciliation with God is possible. That at the table of the Lord, every single one of you has a standing invitation. This is his table, but he opens it up to you. So we're going to invite you in just a moment to come down. There'll be a station on this side. Vimala will serve the bread and cup here. And Wes Otwell will serve a gluten-free option here if you need that. There will be a station on this side as well. As you come forward, you can tear off a piece of the bread, the body of Christ. Dip it into the cup, the blood of Jesus shed for you. And as you see that bread and wine mingled together remember that this is the redemption of the world and the redemption for you jesus christ who sacrificed his life to bring us into relationship with the father jesus we pray your blessing over these gifts of bread and cup may we be for the world your broken body, and you poured out. May they experience your transforming love through us. May we be driven as your people to do what you challenged us to do right there in this passage that Vimala taught us from, to love in the same kind of way that you have loved us. We celebrate your love today, and we receive it through this meal. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Come forward and receive.